You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and I'm reading Backlist and it feels so good. This is episode number 349 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple Backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi, everyone. Last week, I was doing a Reddit AMA slash roundtable with other folks who talk about books online. And one of my co-panelists asked what each of us does to avoid reading burnout. This is something that I have run up against more than once in the past few years, and I wanted to share a couple things that help me in case they may help you too. First is the importance of diversifying what I read, specifically around genre and format. I know that I get really down if I read too much nonfiction, and it's important that I get a healthy dose of speculative fiction in there. Like, I, if I read too much nonfiction, I could feel it in my body. Like, I don't feel good if I read, like, four nonfiction books in a row. If I find that I just can't concentrate, I sometimes switch to comics, graphic novels, poetry, or plays. The other thing that helps me avoid burning out on reading is to make sure that I have other hobbies and things that bring me joy aside from books. Wild, I know. Recently, that thing has been making marshmallows from scratch. The ones we made this week are pink and covered in edible glitter. They're ridiculous, and I've been giggling for days. Anyway, I have some books to talk about. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by World Editions, publisher of Salamalik by Khaled Alasmail. In this unflinching story about Arab masculinity and homoeroticism, Farat, a Syrian in his early 20s, visits Sibki Park in Damascus, one of the city's most popular cruising areas. There he learns about the Hammam's secret meeting places for gay men located throughout the old city. So inside these public baths, the air is thick with the scent of bay laurel soap and naked men hide in the steam. Ferd faces sometimes violent disapproval from all levels of society, regime, religion, the man in the street, you name it. And yet he manages to find the love he's been seeking just before his world collapses and he's forced to flee. Find out more about Salamlik by Khaled Alasmael, translated from the Arabic by Larry Price at IndiePubs.com slash products slash Salamlik. That's S-E-L-A-M-L-I-K. And thanks again to World Editions, publisher of Salamlik by Khaled Alasmael for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Disney Books. Do y'all like Caribbean mythology? What's more, a thriller inspired by Caribbean mythology? If you do, I got something for you. A must-read thriller that draws from the darkest corners of Caribbean mythology from acclaimed author Sarah Das, who crafts a chilling tale of magic, murder, and how far we'll go to protect what's ours. It's perfect for fans of Angeline Bully and Tiffany D. Jackson. So, unlike other people on the small island of St. Virgil, Selena Da Silva does not believe in magic. She has a logical mind. She likes botany. She wants to study pharmacology. But then her mother gets sick and she's tethered to the island and she has to make money. So what does she do? She cons a couple gullible tourists with these useless talismans and phony protection rituals. But then one of the tourists ends up dead and at the center of a strange string of murders. And the truth Selena has been denying can no longer be avoided. 
there is evil lurking in the forest that surround St. Virgil. Now to find out what that evil is, make sure to pick up It Waits in the Forest by Sarah Das. And thanks again to Disney Books for sponsoring this episode. For my first pick today, I have The Gilded Ones by Namina Forna. I learned about this book a couple years ago at the first FireCon, and I finally read it within the past few months, and I cannot wait for the sequel, which comes out this year. The Gilded Ones is an immersive fantasy with a lot of violence, and I just could not put it down. It's told in the first person by Deka, a 16-year-old girl who lost her mother to a disease three months prior to the beginning of this book. She lives in a small village with her father. It's important to note that Deka's mother was not from this village and had deep brown skin. Deka, too, has brown skin while her father has light skin, blonde hair, and gray eyes. Because of this, the town hasn't been incredibly kind to Deka. The town is also very religious, pulling their rules and morality from a book called The Infinite Wisdoms, and a god they refer to as the Infinite Father, a.k.a. Oyomo. Surprising no one, the vibe is ultra-patriarchal and misogynistic. We start the first chapter on the day of the Ritual of Purity. All 16-year-old girls in the village and in all the villages across the land need to go through the Ritual of Purity. Once a girl is proven pure, she is considered a full citizen of the village and is eligible to marry and have a family of her own. Also, she will get to don a face mask like all the other women, because only impure women's faces remain uncovered for all to see. What's this ritual? Well, the ritual of purity itself involves a priest non-fatally slicing each girl's skin with a blade. If her blood runs red, she is considered pure and passes the ritual. But if her blood runs gold, that is an entirely different thing altogether. The ritual is so important that girls are forbidden to be around sharp things from the moment they turn 15, lest they accidentally injure themselves and bleed. Before it is her turn in the temple, Deka feels a few moments of foreboding before the village is attacked by death shrieks, which are large, murderous beasts that could kill a person with a single scream. A huge, bloody fight ensues, and in a moment of terror and desperation, Deka yells for the Death Shrieks to stop, and they do. And they turn around and leave. Is Deka thanked for this? Of course not. Her own father calls her a demon, and someone tries to run her through with a sword, and she bleeds gold. They lock her up and torture her, trying many ways to murder her as they harvest her precious blood, but it is very hard to kill a girl who bleeds gold. And she definitely wishes for her own death because she would rather die than suffer the shame of being unpure. After weeks upon weeks of torture, a foreign woman shows up to offer Deka a choice to either finally die or to join the emperor's elite force of fighters that he is creating. This woman has all kinds of information about what Deka is, though she isn't necessarily super forthcoming with the info, and she would be taking Deka to a combat school, and she would meet other girls like herself. At the end of her military service, she would gain purity. Sounds simple, right? This was such an exciting read that kept me on my toes and definitely caught me by surprise more than once. Lots and lots of fun. It's The Gilded Ones by Namina Forna. For my second pick today, I have We Still Here, Pandemic, Policing, 
Protest and Possibility by Mark Lamont Hill. This nonfiction pick is only about 120 pages long, but it does so much heavy lifting. In the introduction, Mark Lamont Hill talks about the choices that a lot of us Black people were having to make in the summer of 2020. Do we go out and risk arrest, injury, and COVID to protest against police brutality, which harms and murders a disproportionate amount of Black people? Or do we stay home and socially distant to keep ourselves and each other safe from a virus that is killing a disproportionate amount of Black people? The majority of this book is an interview and conversation between the author, Mark Lamont Hill, and Frank Barat, a French activist. They discuss many of the intersections between, as the title says, pandemic, policing, protest, and possibility. They talk about COVID-19's impact on the Black community and how capitalism has made something that is already terrible to be something exponentially worse. They talk about this in a lot of ways, such as the politics of disposability of folks who are experiencing incarceration in nursing homes and in immigration detention facilities. They also talk about something I'm forced to think about a lot, which is the impact for Black people of seeing other Black people murdered or brutalized every time we log onto the computer or look at our phones. It takes a toll. It's probably shortened our lifespans. They try to answer the question of how we got here. How did we get to this point in this timeline with the convergence of all these things? Another thing I think about a lot, which they talk about at length, is how privilege plays into being able to stay socially distant. Do you live in a place that allows for that with few people? Maybe where everyone has the luxury of working from home. What about children who suddenly have to do remote school and the wild assumption that everyone has internet access in their homes and the inherent privilege in that? What if that child was getting meals at school? What if the parent or parents have to work outside of the home and have no way to pay for childcare? What about the folks who are in abusive homes and cannot leave because of COVID-19 limitations? They talk at length about how corona capitalism impacts everything, including and not limited to the healthcare industry. As I mentioned, this is a short book, but it is a heavy read. Content warnings for discussion of racism, specifically anti-blackness, police brutality, and white supremacy. I am really glad that this book exists. I'm glad I read it, and I'm glad to have it as a resource. There are a lot of folks who still do not have a sense of the bigger picture or how and why things are extra awful for Black people before adding even more intersections, for example, being disabled, transgender, and or queer. This is a really important read, and I highly recommend it. It's We Still Here, Pandemic, Policing, Protest, and Possibility by Mark Lamont Hill. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my totally awesome audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com, and don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com backslash listen, or just search bookriot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books in all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because Spotify lets you leave reviews now too. We sincerely appreciate your reviews and your reviews help other book lovers find us. 
If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Info File, as in the lover of information, spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading. <laughs>